This is the greatest hour to follow Jesus. Can we give the Lord praise? Come on, can we give the Lord praise? Jesus, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory. Glory and honor. Spent the morning with Ken Copeland today, and uh, and I try to do that as often as I can when I come through. And I don't think he'd mind me sharing this part. He said, Michael, I think the world, the church, wants to know how to walk in the presence of the Lord. And uh, he said, I, I challenge you to, I want you to talk about worship. And I'm going to do that in just a bit. And we're going to, that's why we worship. Because Jesus is worthy of worship. Amen. But before I do, and before the Lord heals the sick and sets many of you free, I want all of you right now. I flew here from Reading. Getting here from Reading is like getting here from Pluto. Okay, so, so <laughs> I had to drive two hours to the airport and then jump on a plane and then just do all kinds of crazy stuff. Jump on shuttles, rental car, drove here through a monsoon. And you know what? It is so worth it for Jesus. So I'm going to ask you guys to really engage right now and to honor the gospel. Can you do that? And honor the presence of the Holy Spirit. I'm often asked, Michael, how do you steward the presence of the Holy Spirit? Step one is realize He's a person. Step two is honor Him. And somehow in the language of freedom, we forgot that God is in our midst. And He's God. And He's amazing. And so you, God will only entrust you with what you decide to honor. And you know you honor it if you're willing to die for it. So what I'm going to talk to you about tonight is absolutely the most important conversation we could ever have. I want to talk about your soul. And you're like, well, I'm at CFNI. I don't need you to talk about my soul. Peter said, make your election sure. So I, I, I was just talking about this in the back. We have a ministry school, and I'm involved in the interviews, and I am shocked at what I'm hearing. People of your age, in today's generation, what you've been through, what you're going through, and it really breaks my heart. I'm also shocked to hear the level of bondage that young and old Christians are walking in, and I'm shocked to hear how, how they have purchased the lie from the devil that it's just part of being human. That is a lie from the pit of hell. Jesus didn't die so he would follow you. You're like, dude, I didn't come in for this. Well, you're here. And if you get up and move, I'm going to call you out. And then everyone's going to point at you, and we're going to put the jib camera right on you. That's how I grew up in my father-in-law's meetings. If you slept, the jib would come on you, and he'd walk up to the guy, and Pastor Benny would go, if you were sleeping, Pastor Benny would go, boom, and he'd flick water on you, and, and you'd wake up, and the whole place would see it on the camera. 
That's not, you don't find that in the church growth books today. It's not very seeker friendly, but my God, did we stay awake. And you know what? We saw miracles every week and I saw thousands saved. I think it's time, I'm not going to do that to you, but I think it's time we just do what the guys who had the juice do. Don't you think it's time we copy the guys who actually had it? Don't believe the lie that Jesus died and that he is okay with your bondage. Somebody once said, if you have to wait till you're dead to be completely free from sin, then death is your Savior and Jesus is not. I can tell you before the Lord that I have not known a day of bondage, not a day of being bound by lust, not a day of looking at pornography, not a day of lusting after women, not a day of feeling condemnation, not a day of feeling like I'm not welcome in the presence of the Lord for 15 years. You say you're extreme. That's not extreme. That's what the blood of Jesus does. Now, Jesus made a statement. Look, Jesus made a statement. This is what he says. He who sins is a slave to sin. And at some point, we have got to get past this merry-go-round walk that we call the Christian life, where we drop the ball when no one's looking, where we're looking at porn sites all alone, where we can't control our own bodies, yet we think God's going to use us to subdue kingdoms, it's just not going to happen. If we can't control our mortal flesh, why would God entrust us with nations, guys? It's just a lie. And then the devil glories and you coming here feeling condemned and convicted like you don't belong. So we sit off in the corner because we don't want to be where the wild people are worshiping. See, I can do this stuff because I can just fly back to Orlando and go to Disney and go run Jesus Image. Yeah, but they love me anyways. They'll have me back because it's going to help them out. It's just a big lie that you come down here, that the radical people up here and some other people who are wondering, and God wants you free. Jesus died so that you could be free. And the devil wants us to believe that Jesus needs to do a whole lot more. Guys, I think he's done something. I think Jesus has done some amazing stuff. I'll never forget one day I was walking through a garden, a Catholic prayer garden, because we had a retreat. We used a retreat center. And I was doing doing an apprentice program with Christ for All Nations, with Reinhard Bunke's ministry. I was teaching there with Daniel and a friend named Eric Gilmore, who I think may be coming through. Amazing teacher. And there we had these five apprentices that we picked. I, I believe hundreds of applications came in and five were chosen that we would pour our lives into. And today, most of them are doing crusades around the world. So we took them on a retreat and taught them how to hear the voice of God. And I got there very early one Florida morning and I was there walking through the prayer garden. And in the middle of the prayer garden, there was this massive cross, a bronze cross. 15 feet high, with a massive, massive sculpture of Jesus hanging on the cross. And I'm, I'm sitting, I'm standing out there, and, and the government had just passed the, that law uh, on marriage, approving the Marriage Act, the Same-Sex Marriage Act, and my heart was grieving. And so I was standing out there in the prayer garden, and this is what I was saying to the Lord. This was just like two years ago. God, you got to do something in America. 
Please do something. Move in America. Touch America. Bring this back to you. And there I am crying out, you know, as though I'm impressing the Lord. How many of you know we don't inform God of anything? How many of you know when you're preaching, God's not learning? Because we trust in our sermons more than the presence of the Spirit. That's the issue. So I think that it's what I'm going to say that sets you free. No, no. It's not what I'm going to say. It's who sits on every word I say, if I'm yielded to Him, that sets you free. And so there I am going, Jesus, do something. Do something. I'm staring. I want you to get the picture. I am staring at a cross with the crucified Christ hanging on it. And I had the audacity to tell God to do something about America. So God got, he waited till I was done yelling at him. It's like the disciples when they said, can we call down fire on that city, Jesus? (laughs) I love what Bill Johnson said. He said, what kind of meetings must they have been used to if they felt like all they had to do was call it down and it would fall? Hey, you're trying to believe the Lord for your tuition, which is great. But go higher. Go higher. Come on. Come on. Let's go higher. God will take care of your tuition. Come on. Let's go. Let's go up. Let's get lifted up into the high call of God. Let's go. So I'm done screaming. The Lord waited because he's not in the earthquake. (laughs) He's not in the fierce wind all the time. And finally he goes, this is exactly what the Holy Spirit told me. I'm out there all alone. There's a swamp all around this prayer garden. And the Lord goes, uh, in case you haven't noticed. Now I'm looking at the cross. He goes, I have done something. Now you do something. Guys, Jesus has done something to set you free. He's done something. And the Bible says, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Don't think for a moment. Listen. I'm not saying you can't slip up and fall. I'm just saying Jesus didn't die so you'd live a life of slipping and falling. I'm not saying if you slip and fall, you're not a Christian. I am saying this. The Christian life is not a life of bondage. Jesus sets the standards, guys, not us. So Jesus determines what it means to be loved by us. Jesus has determined. His love language is this. They that love me, obey me. It doesn't say that they obey me, love me. Jesus is saying, if you fall in love with me, you will obey me. In other words, obedience is the byproduct of a life that says, I love Jesus. So maybe you're wondering today, hey, I, 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 I don't know if I love him or not. I'm here at CFNI. CFNI is awesome, but here's the deal. The Bible doesn't say for God so loved the world that he sent a ministry school. You say, I've been baptized. The Bible doesn't say for God so loved the world he sent a baptismal tank. You said, dude, I, I, I went through a growth track. The Bible doesn't say for God so loved the world that he sent a growth track. Everything I just mentioned is good if you meet Jesus in the midst of them. You say, well, I think I met him. Are you free? Jesus, listen, was not stripped naked 
on a tree, on a tree, stripped naked, at the busiest intersection in the entire region, lifted up between the earth and the heavens, suspended, so that he would become Jacob's ladder in our hearts, literally connect our judgment with his blood so that we would ascend and descend in his heart. That's what Jesus said. He said, that's what he said. It's what he taught in the book of John. He said, nobody, nobody has seen the Father but me. I'm the one. And Jesus has invited us into that fellowship. That's why he was suspended. That's why the rocks blew up at the cross because man wouldn't mourn him. There wasn't just an earthquake. The Bible says the rocks split open. That's why the earth grew dark and it was darker than midnight, Josephus said, the historian. That it was darker the day Jesus died than in the darkest midnight. The Father saw fit that the very skies would mourn the death of His Son because mortal man didn't think it was a big deal. And so He was ripped and stripped so that His nakedness would be the payment to clothe you in His glory and presence. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. And so the earth began to travail and groan because the one who held it was breathing his last and the earth began to shake. It's the gospel. This is the gospel. Daniel Kalenda and I were just at, at YWAM in Kona preaching the gospel amongst missionaries. I would say 200 answered the altar call every night. That's why I said that in the back. It's time to evangelize the church. Guys, membership to an institution is not the criteria and it doesn't register in heaven regarding our salvation. You've got to collide with the Son of God. You and Him, face to face. You've got to meet and you know you've met if you're free. You say, well, I don't agree with that. This is not my opinion. Jesus said, whom the Son sets free is free indeed this is a life of freedom it's amazing life i hate the devil I hate the devil i hate when he sits through our meetings and enjoys them i told the lord that last year so why why aren't more devils manifesting when i preach does he like my meetings is he comfortable there what's going on all I had to do was say it, and they started manifesting. When they manifest, you better know what to do with them. Devil doesn't care what CDs you listen to. You think principalities shake when someone shows up who spends more time on Instagram than on their face before God? This is not a game. If this is a game, we should all go home. This isn't a game. I'll tell you what registers, the blood and the spirit. You step on the scene. He knows one thing. Has this guy been washing the blood? Is he filled and clothed with the Holy Ghost? This is real. And so Jesus is suspended as heaven's lamb. And in Exodus 12, the Bible says that the Lord told Moses, take that lamb, that Passover lamb, and put a, put, put a stick through it and roast it over an open fire and cook it slowly. You cannot boil it. You must roast it. And you must do it at twilight. Jesus was suspended in the heavens over the fire of our judgment. And he died slowly. And as that lamb was roasted and became black and roasted and charred, so Jesus became our sin and became the payment to settle the deal. 
here to tell you tonight. Listen to me. God is calling the church into full-blown pure marriage. This is a first love revival that God is breathing on America. It's a, it's a revival of simplicity. It is a revival. It's, it's a Jesus revival. It's a bridal revival. It's a purity revival. There is so much in our lives that you can mess around with. And so while we were there in YWAM, Daniel was preaching. I love what he said. He said, you know, getting saved is not an upgrade. Giving our lives to Jesus, it's, it's, it's not like an improvement. You know, like eating a salad, he said, instead of a hamburger is a good decision. That's an improvement. Getting born again is way more than an improvement. And you, if you're living like you lived before you met Jesus, you have reason to question the authenticity of your encounter in salvation. That is not my opinion. That is what the Bible says, guys. Why am I doing this? Because I know something. When the blood washes you tonight, fire will fall on you. It has no choice. It has no choice. I've stepped into nations, been alone in my hotel room, and devils have come in and pinned me to the bed, tried to scare me out of that nation. I've had to call my dad, who was my only traveling partner back then, to run into the room, and he began to pray. Physically felt hands pinning me to the ground by the back of my neck. And I learned something then. I didn't know it. I learned it a few weeks later. Wow, he must really be afraid of something. If he's going to that extent to scare me out of this country, he must know that the Jesus I'm preaching will shake this nation to the core. You say, you say, I, I need more. You say, I need more. What has Heidi done with Mozambique? What can God do through one vessel? who yields their life, who says, touch me, change me, empower me. I'm going to live a holy life before you. But you know what Heidi's not doing? She's not on Facebook at 4 in the morning. She's on her face. From 4 to 11. Guys, it's time. This is not condemnation. This is an invitation into love. But I can't watch it anymore. I can't watch you guys sit through ministry school and be bound anymore. I'm not doing it. If I have to die trying, I'm coming here to throw a life preserver so you can be set free tonight. I'm telling you, you can. I was, like Paul said, the chief of sinners. I get it. I know what it's like to not be able to control your body, to not be able to control your thoughts, to, to think a good night, a tame night, was to drink and get high. I get all that, and I did it every week, multiple times a week. I understand the feeling. I also know this, that Jesus is real. He's real. So check this out. This is what the Bible says. The wages of sin is death. That's what the scripture says. It's having a war with my beard. <laughs> Jesus said the wages of sin. The scripture says the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Listen to me. The payment, the payment for sin is death. This is what sin is. It's a life that says, God, I've got this on my own. 
I've got this on my own. Sin is the issue. Your sins are the symptom. There is a root issue. It is called distance from the Lord. It is called separation and absolute death. That's what sin says. I don't need you. The reward for that, the wage, the payment, the wage of the sin, the paycheck is this, death. Death is Jesus, I don't know you, see you, feel you, sense your presence. You're a thought to me, but you're not real. Even those in hell can think of the Lord, yet His presence is far from them. And the bondage for eternity only increases in hell, and it increases and increases and increases and increases until it overruns you forever. Therefore, a drug addict, a porn addict, does not lose the temptation in hell. It overruns them, and they can never be satisfied. It is a life of absolute torture. Nobody here wants that. But, say thank you, Jesus. But, the gift of God. You see, you have to earn death because it's a wage. You have to try tonight to say, look, I have got a reputation here. I'm not sure my salvation is secure. My freedom, my life with Jesus, the enjoying of His presence is not my reality, but I'm wearing a cloak and a mask. And that mask is more important to me tonight than being free. So you have to choose that. It's a wage and it's work. But the gift, sin is work, death is work. The gift is a gift and you accept that gift. That gift comes to those who want the gift. The gift is a person, not a something. Until the gospel becomes a person, we will never learn to steward the person. And so tonight, Jesus is right here. I want you to think of that. He is right here. I am not speaking about a distant Jesus. Jesus said, if two or three gather in my name, I'm there in the midst of them. So Jesus is right here. That means this. Everyone here has the opportunity to say yes or no to a Jesus that is not only here, but is promised to be there in the midst of us. He's closer than the person next to you. With arms wide open, with hands pierced, with his side still wounded, wearing scars of glory. They are trophies to remind us that he died for us. And he is still the Lamb of God who shed his blood to take your sin away tonight. Now, here's the issue. Jesus doesn't change us. He replaces us. You see? He's not interested in a better you. He's interested in killing you tonight. You say, oh, I don't want... Well, let me just tell you what you get in exchange. Him. Him. So you bring your bondage, you bring your sin, you bring your ways, you give you to Him, which is valuable, but how many of you know He's a little more valuable? You give yourself to Him, and then He gives Himself to you. That is called the grace of God, the great exchange. Then what happens is this. Your literal body, your actual skin, you, right here, this tent, 
the Michael you see that's not the real Michael, just this, this tent, actually becomes the house of God. Paul said, do you not know that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit? And something happens. You are born again. And your spirit and God's spirit become one. And so the scripture says, do you not know that he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with the Lord? So the next time these issues come your way, the next time that old bondage comes your way, you don't have to cry out to a distant God. Because it's, more, it's very difficult to be closer than inside of you. So whether, you, whether you're flipping burgers at Carl's Jr. or preaching a crusade, the moment that issue comes up in your mind, you can yield to the Spirit who never leaves. He is a well and a spring that never leaves. He's right there, available 24-7 for eternity. He will never stop living inside of you, even in the age to come. The gifts of the Spirit will cease. Power, certain power demonstrations will cease, but never the indwelling of the Spirit. And God will not just make you better. Here's the deal. When He looks at you, He'll see His Son. I said when He looks at you, He'll see His Son. To get daily teaching from Michael and to follow our event schedule around the world, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Be sure to subscribe to the Jesus Image TV YouTube channel as well. By partnering with Jesus Image, you will help us take the saving and healing power of Jesus to the world. Your giving changes lives forever. For more information, please visit us online at JesusImage.tv or write us at Jesus Image, P.O. Box 950-640, Lake Mary, Florida, 32795. Thank you for your prayers and financial support. Jesus is the answer for every life, everywhere.